Before we begin, we have a favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please help us spread the word about the show. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Another way is to tell a fellow art teacher. Either way, it helps others find the show. The Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast has a lot of information regarding teaching art, not just for tab teachers, but for anyone who is looking to further their understanding of children in a choice-based classroom. This show is about finding new ways to engage children and help them find their voice through visual arts. Welcome back to the Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast. My name is Clark Freilich. And I'm Clyde Gaw. And this is the latest episode in our series, Conditions of Creativity, where Clyde and I talk about the things that promote creativity in the Tab Art Studio. In this episode, we get to talk about time. Welcome back, Clyde. How have you been, buddy? Uh, Clark, I'm just a little worn out, but um, I'm doing good. Doing fine. Looking forward to uh, heading off to Boston soon um, and spend time with uh, all of our colleagues uh, that will be at the Tab Institute. Yeah, I get to teach this time. And I know there's a lot of folks who are interested in, in visiting with you, Clark, and, and uh, learning from you and spending time with you. Yeah, but let's talk about two things we just got done with. Real quick, let's cover our wonderful camp, the Blocks, Paper, Scissors Art Camp. That was a blast. Um, that big, was exhausting. The biggest, biggest camp we've ever done before. 70-ish number of kids. Yeah. A lot of kindergarten. 35 in the morning, 35 in the afternoon of just intense creative action. Yep. Three-hour classes, boom, boom, and... We're done, and we move on to the next. Emergent creativity. The kids loved it. We uh, provided uh, a environment I think was conducive to uh, personal expression and um, you know child-centered ideas. We had lots of fascinating stories uh, that came out of the art activities. That absolutely. Were, and. Um, you know, we got some nice photographs we published on Twitter and also on the tab educators page. Yep. And I think we need to update the blog. Yeah, we should we should um we need up, to update that. Update the blocks paper scissors blog. We could put maybe post some pics on uh on the uh Podbean website yeah. for this podcast. I put some on uh I think I put some on my po- on my uh, blog, but uh We'll get that up there, and you can see what's going on in our camp. Kids love it. We've been doing it for about 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, something like that. And we tweak it, and every year it gets more popular and more popular. And right after our art camp, Uh we left and headed up to Michigan. Three Oaks, Michigan. Three Oaks, Michigan for the fourth annual Tapstock. Yep. And that was a blast. Weather was perfect. Oh, it was great weather. Yep. Discussion was awesome. 
lots of interesting conversations yeah. and um missed julie tool but hopefully she'll be there next year hope so but i get to teach with her in a week, <laughs> yeah, so. we'll see we'll see julie very soon i need to learn some stuff from her my hat goes off to candy paul price and lisa van plus said for being the heart and soul of tabstock and donna blue and donna blue also whose property we we uh, are able to uh, spend time on and who is the host of tabstock but uh, we had uh, 20 some art teachers from around the midwest come out and visit with us for three days not just the midwest we had them from massachusetts oh, that's Maine, right. illinois indiana michigan wisconsin yep. iowa and georgia so they're coming from everywhere yeah. to visit uh, Tabstock. They just want to talk to you, Clyde. No, I'm sure they want to be at Tabstock because that's uh, a great time. And, you know, you're roughing it. We have campfires. We have uh, most people are camping out, mm -hmm. uh, primitive camping. And um, it's billed as, you know, an authentic professional development experience. And that's exactly what it is. My two favorite times are the circle in the morning and yep. the circle in the evening, you know, yep. where we just sit around and unconference it. And it's just an amazing time to get to know people and get to pick each other's brain and share. And that's what we do. Informal conversations are really uh, the main the main way that we transfer knowledge and provide teachers with gaining confidence in their own practice right and i think that's the main thing with you know tapstock is just re reaffirming to teachers you are the expert of creativity in your school community and the um the any self-doubts that you have about your process about your pedagogy you know we let's talk about them but you know, people are um, interested in having a conversation about tab, about learning, about creativity, and about their own issues and questions about their practice. And, and that's what the, the whole weekend is about. Yeah. I know that uh, some people wish we had more time. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's what we get to talk about. We get yep. to talk about time in the tab classroom today. So let's think about... Um, you know, why is it that uh, we talked about autonomy, we talked about play. What is it about time that promotes creativity? I know I have a few ideas. Let's start with the top. Let's, let's think about why it's important. Well, I'm just going to reference Kathy and Diane's second edition of their Engaging Learners Through Art Making book. And if you go to page seven, Kathy and Diane address time on the bottom of page seven it says schedules are carefully planned to maximize students time in studio centers and students determine their own pace based on the work they choose and and then it goes on to say instruction comes in multiple forms whole group small group individual peer and collaborative as well as indirectly from visual references right that's a very important paragraph or it's actually uh, it's actually just half of a paragraph 
you know, thinking about how time is used in a tab room and also thinking about the biological systems that young children are. Well, no, they need, they need the time to experiment. They need the time to, when you introduce a, a new material or a media, they need time to experiment with it, see what they can do with it. Exactly. Learn what it can do and experience and uh, play with it for as long as it takes. Right. Because it, because I, I was just, I was just going to say children are able to learn on their own. Right. And so that's what that half a paragraph on page 7 gets to is that children are and all humans are self-directed learners. Mm-hmm. Um, how instruction is played out in a tab classroom is um, carefully considered by the teacher. So if if you have a child who is already on a dynamic growth pathway, heaven's sakes, I I would want to give that child time to develop their pathway. Right. And uh, and we we certainly would not want to interfere or interrupt, but support that child in their use of time and and, in the uh, activities they've chosen Mm -hmm. to work on. Yeah, think about what happens when when you're in a non-tab classroom and the teacher introduces, we're all going to do watercolor. Uh-huh. As soon as that project is done, the materials are removed uh-huh. and that child may or may not feel comfortable with that, what he's created or what they can do with it at that point. And then when do they ever have an opportunity to come back to it again? The, the teacher who says, boys and girls, we're all going to work on watercolors today might be inducing anxiety in a child who's interested in cardboard mm-hmm. exploration. Uh, and so if you take that material away from the child, they can't express their idea. We are um, taking away self-expression opportunities. You know, teachers have good intentions, but a tab teacher is honoring the child's capacity to generate their own idea and to uh, act as a real artist might. And what happens when, without time, if a child has, say, two weeks, three weeks to get a project done, if they don't get it done, then you're adding more stress right. to that student. Or within a tab studio, uh, given time, we go back to what do artists do? And I know artists work on many different things at once and give time for some artworks to percolate, incubate. Yeah. And so they might set that off to the side for a while, mm-hmm. but then they have the ability to come back, like you said, work at their own pace. You know, that's just how artists work. They don't compartmentalize things in two-week projects. Right. Kind of reminds me of new teachers to tab or teachers who are curious. They ask, well, what happens if little Susie wants to draw hearts all the time? Yeah. Or little Susie, all she's interested in is unicorns. So all she does is unicorns. Again, back to time. They're looking at that child as they're just spending their time doing the same thing. Tab teachers look at it a little bit differently. A tab teacher could see the unicorn or the heart or the rainbow as a stepping off point to introduce new ideas related to all kinds of art content. Composition, color, shape, texture. I mean, you you know, that's the part of emergent curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imagine yeah. if Leonardo da Vinci only had two weeks to paint the Mona Lisa. <laughs> he 
didn't he work on that for like his 13 his years? Poor Leonardo. <laughs> we do have a lot of kids who will work on things for a long period of time. Uh-huh. You know, you look at artists who work in series. And I was thinking about this at the end of the semester. I asked fourth graders to create a portfolio on uh-huh. artwork. And they're bringing in at least four pieces of artwork that they feel is definitive of what they've learned. Uh-huh. And many times they will put in the same things. And they're showing growth, drawing that same subject matter. And it might just be, it could be abstract. They're telling me how they've grown in creating whatever it is that they're creating. That's why the portfolio is so important mm-hmm. because you can observe the progression of the student's idea development and their, you know, the, the pathway that they're on. And so um, that's why I, I grade portfolio contributions. Mm-hmm. I look at portfolio contributions. And so I have to give a grade. That's part of what we do at the high school. Part of high school, right. I have to give, I have to give out grades. I suppose I could argue it with my administration, but that's the way things are set up right now. You're still grading on process and not product, Exactly. Right? So if I keep things on the process and on the portfolio, you know, we can, I'm merely asking children to check in with me about their creative process, and that's what the portfolio is. Mm-hmm. We keep grades off of the actual art objects because I think that's playing with fire. You know, when you grade somebody's actual art object, if I give Lil Clarky a B on his his rainbow landscape, and Lil Clarky's rainbow landscape represents something very significant to him, I'm going to create all kinds of animosity in the child, especially if he thinks that his rainbow ideas are the best. Well, thing I don't. Ever. I don't know a student or a child as young as I teach K four. So I'm going five years to 10 years old. I don't know a child who sits down to create something that looks at it and says, that's not my best work. Everything that they do, they're creating mostly from the heart. And anytime somebody would criticize it or not say it's the best that they can do, when other kids put other kids' artwork down, not on purpose, uh-huh. but because that's another that's another whole part of being creative is learning how to take critique criticism and teaching constructive criticism is is hard for kids so it's even hard when you're in college well true but back to what i was saying over time kids become more confident in what they're doing if if we're just focusing on their process and helping them through their process looking at the long game as opposed to the next six weeks, the next two months. And I think that's one of the strong parts in TAB is we do look for the long game. Right. Uh, John Crow, co-founder of TAB, had this wonderful wonderful saying. He called it, uh, or this wonderful term, he called it the constant evolving present in the lives of children. The constant evolving present, meaning time sensitivity to the life of the child. I think, you know, that sums up, you know, why TAB teachers want 
to teach with TAB pedagogy and TAB philosophy and the TAB approach, which is child-centered, so that you can address issues of, you know, is there is a child going through a hardship? Are they going through time-sensitive situations that may be emotionally connected or, you know, psychologically or family-oriented? If you remember back when you taught elementary, that you would pass artwork back and the kids would look at it and they'd say, that's not mine. It's like, <laughs> it's got your name on it. Yeah. And they're like, nope, I have no idea. But it might be six months old. Yeah. Or they'll look at it and go, well, I did that last year. Yeah. You know, that six months is a whole year to them. Three months is a year. Yeah. They're very much living in the present. Yes. And v- good point. Great point. You know, there's sometimes they are extremely attached to their art, and sometimes the the object was just a means to express a feeling mm-hmm. or an emotion, and now it's past, and now we've forgotten. Thinking about time sensitivity and um, the constant evolving present in the life of the child, um, I I've never forgotten. You know what about John's term. I think it's extremely important. Thinking of time. I think we can address, you know, some of the things that we do. I know I, I always tell my kids, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And because, you know, I order a full-blown tab classroom and I make it explicit that I'm not going to tell them what to do, mm-hmm. but I'm going to offer you all kinds of activities. They know that I do not grade individual art. Uh-huh. So they're not worried about that. Now, sometimes they fall back in and, they're, and they'll ask me, what grade would this be? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to fall into that trap. That's hard for elementary because they've been so accustomed to their day being scheduled for yeah. them. Yes. They have so many minutes for math, so many minutes for Language arts, uh-huh. 15 minutes for recess, which is way too less. Yeah, time is regimented in the school, oh, throughout right. the school Right, and so day. kids have been programmed. You know, they come in and they want to finish before art class. Now, last year we were able to push our classes to an hour. Uh-huh. So the kids have more time when they're working. I might not see them as much, but over the long period of time, I'll, I see them probably 15 to 20 hours longer than I did last year when it was chopped up. Uh-huh. Even though I don't see them, I see them once every five days, I think because of the age group, we have more time for them to create. Was it you or was it Diane Jakewith who made the point that, you know, in with respect to elementary programs, you see your kids about 30 hours a year, 40 hours a year? I had made that point to... When we when we had 900 kids, uh-huh. we added it up, and the time we spent in class working was 24 hours. 24 hours. As a tab teacher, I was trying to maximize how much time. Uh-huh. And I know some teachers only have 30, 35, 40 minutes yeah. in their class, and so they have to be aware that when you work with kids, if you have them for short periods of time— Maybe you think about two classes as being one class, still doing your five to ten minute demo, uh-huh. but then that next time they come in, they have the whole time to work. 
and you're not eating up the whole 30 minutes with your lesson, your mini lesson. Yeah. It's probably better to teach fewer things yeah. and let the kids have more time to work with that information as opposed to always throwing them something new uh-huh. every time they come in and they don't get time to process that over time. Right. I know when I was teaching elementary, I would sometimes I would just ask the kids where they were working at. The five-minute lesson was actually just an organizational time that we could figure out, you know, is little, is little Susie going to the paint center? Is little Kathy going to the drawing center? Where's little Clyde going? Is he going to the block center? Clyde's going to the principal's office. <laughs> Clyde is that... Student that you don't want in your classroom because he's always asking questions. Stop wasting my time. Where'd your hair go? Why are you bald? Why are you old? Why do you have six toes? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, That's fine. That's funny. But I don't send kids to the office. Yeah, we because uh, they want to be in my classroom. Oh yeah, so how so how do we optimize the time? What's what? How do you know? Back to page seven. How do we uh, maximize the kids' time so that they have an optimal experience? And sometimes, you know, when when you are sensing that you know the kids, the kids are ready to go to their center. And any any interventions of other children that that need to take place, I'm going to uh, defer to the child's desire to go straight to a center. And and I had many children who would tell me I would get the I would get the hint after a while. They'd say, "Mr. Gaw, are you going to talk to us again today? Because you take up all of our time." Or they ask me, "Can we just start working?" And I'll think about what I was going to talk about, and maybe it's if it's important enough. If not, I'll say absolutely. If you're ready to go, and you know, I might pull. I might say, while you're working, if you're interested in doing something else, follow me to X table, and I'll give you a demo on this. But some kids are just ready to start painting or yeah. get into cardboard. Right. And thinking about what do artists do, artists, a lot of times they don't wait to work. They're ready. If they need to do research, that's what they're ready to do. If they're ready to get into doing what they're doing, that's what they're ready to do at that right. time. And, and that's where we have to meet the kids. On the other side of the spectrum, you have some kids who don't want to do anything. They are the unmotivated student. And I know we, we talked yeah. about that. You know, how much time do you give a child to begin making art and whatever they need that's i i defer to the hippocratic oath i'm not going to create anxiety in the child i'm going to provide them with here's what carl rogers the great american psychologist carl rogers stated um he says um creating a specialized environment is important for a human being to realize and to self-actualize there you know and this is an self-actualization is an innate tendency in all 
living organisms. Uh, Carl Rogers, he uh, accepts, he would accept an individual on uh, unconditional positive regard, is what he called it. Now, of course, you know, thinking about the situation that a public education art teacher is placed under, you know, they there are some conditions that we have to place kids under. I mean, you can't you can't harm other children. That's you can't disrupt class. So there are some conditions we have to place on kids. You can't you know you can't be a uh, a threat to other children. But respect with respect to that. You know, I try to, if, if a child needs more time to, to make art, then I'm going to give them that condition. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be positive about their experience in my room, and I'm not going to hurry them. You know, David Elkin wrote a, a book called The Hurried Child. And I think that's what schools do to kids throughout the rest of the curricula. They hurry children through uh, other people's learning objectives. And, uh, and as a result of that, when, when the tab teacher gets children, they come into the tab room, and the, the child is faced with a different kind of a situation. You know, sometimes that child wants to just take a break. You know, even though we do have our own uh, curriculum to teach, was it Nan Hathaway? said the thing is not the thing the thing is the child right and so we have to you know as as tab teachers we are teaching children and we're teaching them to be expressive and to to be children i guess yeah to be to be uh, interested learners yeah to be able to participate in the scientific method or the scientific process which is basically what the artistic process is you know, thinking of ideas and and uh, acting on them, and uh, uh, then questioning the results of our actions. That's that's it. Um, the artistic process is related to the scientific process, and it begins with, you know, being curious about our world, asking questions, and coming up with ideas for actions related to those questions and ideas. I, I want. Uh, a reluctant learner's experience as positive as possible. And so I, so there are other ways to motivate children besides putting them through a behavioristic structure and forcing them with fear or punishments or, or rewards. You know, the rest of the school motivates children through fear. I don't want that to, I don't want that to happen. Even though I, I said I have to give out grades with portfolios, I, I make the grades as as human humanistic as possible and as positive as possible. So time is one of those arbitrary things that we have plenty of, but yet we don't have enough of. When kids come into the classroom, giving them the time to explore and the time to play and discover helps build confidence over time. Re- re- exactly. You know, when we give them that time to develop their ideas, it removes the stress. You know, how many times kids come to our classroom and they just, you know, you probably see it more in high school, but they they just, they just want to be. And I think when, I think Donna Blue said, the, she used a quote when she was talking in her inspiration talk at Tabstock, it was the, 
the uh, quiet work the of the quiet, hands? The quiet thinking of making. Oh. And and kids just want to do that. Just want to come in. And they might not be wanting to make anything in particular. But just the act of making and giving them the time and the place and the freedom to make is helping them with their emotional their experience. Experience. So I like that. The quiet thinking of making. And that and that making process can happen with a playful activity that's not even, you know, oriented towards uh, a, a intense essential learning uh, experience. Uh, I'm thinking about, you know, just playful making yeah. for those kinds of kids. You have your you have your other children who are go-getters. They will challenge themselves and they will go about the business of ramping up their challenge thinking about the heterogeneity of the class you have children who are you know high achievers they are already have high levels of executive functioning and they're super confident in their creative abilities they will you know the teacher is there to support them and then the teacher is there to support children who are unmotivated Mm -hmm. and how the teacher uses time is very important right so Clyde thinking of time I think time is about up for this podcast our time's up yeah (laughs) how ironic right we needed more time we did but yeah tab and stoops coming up we have to we need some time to get ready for that i do so that's going to be a fun time it's intense when you leave tab institute you are armed with all kinds of wonderful experiences and new knowledge and you become super confident in your ability as a tap teacher in a short amount of time in a short amount of time it's going to be a good one yeah well thanks for coming in and and talking with us about time sharing your knowledge hope this makes you think about time and how you run your tap classroom and thinking about time i'm gonna go go home and uh, take some time I need some time too. (laughs) Thank you everybody for listening to this podcast. We appreciate all that you do and all that uh, you've done, your comments, your likes. Thank you so much. It's all good. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. All your life You've done what you're told And now you know Gotta let it go They're just a bunch of pansies. <laughs>